It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Senior Bowl is coming up this week, which means draft season is fully underway, even though we've still got playoff football, postseason football, Super Bowl championship to figure out. But we're going to dive deeper into this next episode of Mock Draft Monday here on Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or your Amazon Fire Stick. And we thank you for making us your first listener, your first view every single day. I'm David Harrison. My co-host is Chris the Rooster Russell, sitting right next to me, usually sitting next to me in the press box. We're in the off-season, so credential media everywhere. We're sitting at home and we're sitting in our offices. But Chris is still sitting in the radio booth where you hear he and Pete Medhurst on Team 980 every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time, or anytime you want to, regardless of what Chris has going on, if he's sleeping or not, via the Odyssey app. And you can find me, on Commander Country, where you won't hear me, but you can read my some somewhat legible English uh, <laughs> as a writer for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Just be happy I don't write those things. I type those things um, because then you can actually read it. Uh, well, yeah, you're 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 doing yourself a disservice. You're doing a fine job, a fine job. Uh, make sure you go read uh, all of that uh, out, and um, you know, Commander Country will have you covered on si.com's Fan Nation. Uh, we'll cover all the news surrounding the Commanders organization, David. And as you know, there is news twenty four seven, three sixty five usually, and we'll react to the conference championship games on the next edition of LOC. Plus, you'll be in. Mobile, Alabama for that next edition at the Senior Bowl, and Locked On will be there uh, as well. So just so you guys know, we'll have you covered. Uh, again, we're going to do uh, a focused mock draft episode uh, today, and this episode, that episode, is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick between two and five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First-time users can receive a 100% deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked on. That's prizepicks.com with the promo code locked on. So, as we mentioned, we're going to do just a lot of mock draft. Mock draft Monday is here, baby. And away we go. And of course, the preeminent godfather, if you will, of the mock draft and NFL draft industry, Mel Kuyper Jr., released his first mock draft, first round, uh, and projection late last week, David. Uh, and we're going to put the link up, of course, to it. But Kuyper chose Broderick Jones at number 16 for the Commanders. 
And why might that name sound familiar? Well, A, if you like college football, one, you know that he's the starting left tackle for the national champion, Georgia yeah. Bulldogs. Number two, if you were watching last Mock Draft Monday, that's ultimately the guy that I chose uh, when we did our Mock Draft simulations because I moved him up from, I think, 22 or 23 uh, in terms of the rankings to 16 because I felt it was much more of a need uh, than even corner, which is going to lead us to this discussion. When Broderick Jones, if Broderick Jones is the pick, David, do you have any sort of major problem with that if he's ranked a little bit lower by the draft Knicks and the commanders take their guy at 16? Uh, no. Uh, I mean, the, the 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 expert rankings don't really apply when it comes right. And Martin Mayhew last last year during the draft weekend made that abundant. Like pretty much, I think every mm -hmm. single uh, every single pick after you know after every day, the the press conference he made a point to say doesn't matter where people have him ranked. You know what I mean? You don't know what we need, but I think it's you know look, it's telling that when you look at the the mock drafts right now. The first 16 picks in Mel Kuyper's mock draft, and yeah, and honestly, this goes even further. Actually, if you if you want to continue scrolling down, you're really getting to the first 18 picks before you don't get to a guy who's just a pure pass rusher on mm -hmm. defense. But you have either a passer, pass protector, playmaker, or a pass rusher. Like even your interior defensive lineman that the Philadelphia Eagles are taking is as high as he is because he's big, but he's also a very effective pass rusher. Mm -hmm. That's how important the passing game is. I know we had this like renaissance of running game uh, this this season. But that's how important the passing game is, is that the first 16 picks, 17 picks of, of you know, again, like you said, the godfather of mock drafts, his mock draft still every single player directly impacts the pass game first before anything else. Not saying that, you know, some of these tackles don't also do a good job of run blocking, which Broderick Jones does. I mean, I've mm -hmm. seen a draft profile that literally calls him a bully. You know what I mean? He's a guy that can get into his pass set, protect his quarterback effectively, efficiently, but also he can make room for the running game if you need him to. And you know, he's going to have, there's going to be a little bit of a jump. I know a lot of people want to say like, you know, George is an NFL roster or the Alabamas of the world are NFL rosters. In reality, they're not, you know what I mean? They, they have maybe five or six at the most uh, NFL caliber players year one, you know, as rookies. And, and, and that's not even, you know, the, the bulk of their, their players. So if you were to put the Washington commanders up against the Georgia Bulldogs commanders would, would wipe the floor with them. And that's okay. Cause that's, that's why you have amateur sports and pro sports, but Broderick Jones is absolutely an NFL-level offensive lineman. Now, whether or not he becomes a starting caliber left tackle, that's still to be determined, but he certainly has what looks like all the tools to do so. Yeah, and here, uh, and I agree with everything you just said. And, oh, by the way, just because he played left tackle in college doesn't mean that's where he'll initially start or really land, quite honestly. I mean, we've seen all sorts of examples here. I mean, Brandon Sheriff played left tackle at Iowa, started at right tackle here in Washington two days into training campus. First, he was switched to right guard and then made a bunch of Pro Bowls, and that's where he, he wound up. That's just one example. There's obviously Sam Cosme, who started at right tackle, could move into right guard. Um, here's what Kuyper said. I want to get your reaction. Uh, he said about the Washington Commanders, here's yet another team with quarterback issues, Doug as the commanders traded for Carson Wentz, which cost them their third rounder this year. Now they will, uh, they are projected to get a compensatory late third round pick. But again, that is projected. Uh, and then he said, but they turned back to Taylor Heineke down the stretch. Neither is likely to be their week one starter. I wonder 
whether they will be players in the veteran signal caller market and bring in someone to compete with Sam Howell. I, we've discussed that. I very much think that will be the plan. Uh, he said no matter who is playing quarterback, though, they have to improve along the offensive line. Jones is a 310-pound baller, which you just basically said, uh, you know, a, a bully, uh, who didn't allow a single sack as the Bulldogs left tackle in 2022. I wouldn't be shocked if he went in the top 10. The reason why yeah. I kind of you know, thought maybe he's there is because there's a couple of other left tackles in Paris Johnson and Skaronsky from Northwestern that might right. drop a guy like Broderick Jones down, especially yep. if the quarterbacks go heavy in the first round. And like, just for instance, in the first top 10 that Kuiper puts out, he's got four quarterbacks going in the top 10. So hopefully that will, yeah. if you will, depress the left tackle market. Yeah, it could. Um, Anthony Richardson, number nine to the Carolina Panthers. That's a reach. I, I don't see that happening. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? I look, I'll be honest with you. I have a third round. Like, I don't, I don't really do a big board. So I hate saying great, but like when I look at Anthony Richardson, like, is he really better than Desmond Ritter? No, I don't think he is. And I like where Desmond Ritter was drafted probably back in the second round. I probably would have targeted Desmond Ritter myself, but like Anthony Richardson, you're a day two guy as far as, I mean, maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but ninth overall, um, you know, Chris, I make a lot of parallels between Buccaneers teams of past before they won the Super Bowl and this team. And I, there was a season, there was a draft where there were four, they were called the big four tackles, Jedrick Wills, Andrew Thomas, Mekhi Becton, and Tristan Wirth were the big four. And basically the entire offseason we talked about, the Buccaneers just got to get one of these four guys. And I think this year you can look at it as a big three. You just talked about Skaronsky, you talked about Johnson, and I think this guy is the third of those guys. If you can get one of those three guys mm -hmm. that I think you're in good shape. And again, that year they were benefited by other people needing up. Now the Buccaneers, I actually want to say they had the 15th or 16th pick in that draft. They ended up having to trade up like one pick with the San Francisco 49ers to get Tristan Wirfs at number 14, but that was four tackles. I don't know, like three tackles. That's a little bit of a stretch. And I don't, I'm not sitting here saying that the, you know, the, the commander should necessarily trade up from 16 to like 13 to go get them. But it's going to be interesting to see how the draft evaluations and how the rumors start to come out because three tackle, three, three day one caliber tackles in a, in a draft is more than maybe we usually see. Mm -hmm. But it's enough that, like, you could see maybe a Pittsburgh, maybe a Detroit. The Buccaneers could use a tackle. You know what I mean? They're all within range of leapfrogging the commanders if they really want to. And of course, a team like the New York Jets sitting at what, 13 could certainly be like, hey, let's, let's run this price up a little bit. Who wants to get this last tackle? Uh, and day one and see what we can do. So it'll be interesting. But yeah, I mean, I think you have three really, really solid offensive tackles. Uh, and like you said, whether it's Broderick Jones moving to the right side or maybe maybe they look at the veteran Charles Lennon. They say, hey, dude, we need you to move over uh, to the right side. I mean, veterans, they get kind of pushed into that into that role uh, a little bit more often than probably they would like. But by the time April comes, you're going to get to see Broderick Jones in left left side pass sets, right side pass sets. Like you're going to get to see him. And these scouts are going to be able to say, okay, yes, he's got the the, mo the mobility, the ability to kick slide, all this other stuff to play the right side if we need him to or not, and then they'll make their decision based off of that. Yeah. Uh, and just as a final footnote to, to this, and obviously we'll have much more on Broderick Jones and mock drafts and so on and so forth, and 
um, and what the commanders need. Uh, Mel, just in his, again, first initial projection, has Skaronsky, the offensive tackle from Northwestern, going at number seven to the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, and again, uh, has uh, number 11, Tennessee, going with your Ohio State Buckeye offensive tackle, Paris Johnson Jr., who, again, are the other two, like we said, in that group of three, if you will. And again, maybe, like you said, Washington might get a little nervous if Green Bay, uh, you know, who who needs some help uh, with Bakhtiari being banged up and all that. Maybe they go and get a tackle. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, maybe they have to move up a spot or two if they want to get these guys. And that's why all teams have multiple options. All right. So that's Mel Kuyper's first and initial first round draft. Of course, Mel will have much more throughout the process. Uh, coming up, a three round mock snapshot. And how the commanders help themselves, potentially. Uh, that is next on the Locked On Commanders podcast. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by Prize Picks. You pick two to six players, and if they go on to score more or less than their prize picks projection and you predict it right, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections. And Prize Picks offers projections on any sport. You want to watch, of course, they've got NFL, of course, they've got NBA, they've got hockey, but they've also got Euro basketball, disc golf, cricket. I don't even know how to bet or how to project those things. But if you know about them, you can go make some money doing it. Uh, and entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's super easy. And they offer safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. So download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com and sign up today to play daily fantasy sports the right way. First time users, you can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 by using the promo code locked on. So if you deposit $100, price picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, price picks will give you $50. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on at sign up for the instant deposit match up to $100. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily with 24/7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Once again, thanks for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view of the day. Locked On is heading to the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. Yet inside analysis from the hosts that covered the NFL's next generation in college and find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing all in one location. Subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday this week at nine o'clock Eastern time. And of course, our own David Harrison will be boots on the ground driving to Mobile, Alabama on Sunday and will emanate uh, our shows uh, and uh, and content from the Senior Bowl again in Mobile, Alabama. Yeah. Uh, David, we wanted to expand from a first round projection to a third round. Now, in full fairness, right, we don't know exactly where the commanders are going to pick in the third round because they're being projected by overthecap.com. I think I did that on my solo episode uh, last week uh, with a third round pick after losing Brandon Sheriff and a sixth round pick. But again, that is just yep. right now a projection. The NFL does not make that official. I believe it's 
right around uh, the start of the league year, maybe, you know, yeah, it's like maybe, mid-March. yeah, somewhere in that range uh, where they make that official. So we don't know where the commanders are going to be picking in the third round, or even if they're going to officially have a third round pick. Um, because of the Carson Wentz trade. So what we know now is that they have a first and a second round pick. Uh, mm-hmm. And they, Walter Football, I should say WalterFootball.com, one of the draft sites out there that's always ahead of stuff and always you know, seeing what sticks to the wall, went with a little bit of a surprise, I guess, maybe, at number 16, and they went corner. Yeah, so Walter Football has got the Washington Commanders with picks number 16, and it doesn't look like there's any trades in this mock draft, so just, mm-hmm. just kind of throw that out there. They go with Alabama defensive back Brian Branch writing uh, that the Commanders basically can't cover anyone. They mentioned that William Jackson was a complete bust as a free agent signing, which we've you know asked and answered. We talked about that, and that they desperately need someone new to stay with A.J. Brown and C.D. Lamb. So here's, here's my issue with, with the pick. It's not Brian Branch, but Brian Branch to me and and to a lot of other people, honestly, is a is a safety. He's not a cornerback. Now, Alabama did use him in the slot and did use him in man to man slot coverage against obviously slot receivers. So, yes, there is some translation there, but he's not. If you're looking at him as a pure corner, he's a nickel. Right. You know what I mean? And if you're drafting a nickel, I really hope you're not doing it with the 16th overall. <laughs> Nichols, don't get me wrong. Nichols important because, because you know they're essentially starting DBs nowadays, right? But when you look at the NFL, you look at Jack Del Rio's defense. What do they? What do they value really amongst every above everything else? They they value uh, versatility and the ability to play multiple looks. And Brian Branch coming in as as a day one rookie is not a better uh, a better Buffalo nickel than what they've already got. He's not going to replace Derek Forrest as a strong safety. He's not going to replace Cam Curl as a free safety. So really, if you're drafting Brian Branch, the only way I see him as of right now, and again, we're very early in this, fitting what the commander's defense does is as that slot corner. And I just I just don't know that you spend a 16, a 16 overall pick doing that. I would much rather take a guy like Christian Gonzalez or like Devin Weatherspoon out of Illinois who can play on the outside can also play bigger on the inside and like say zone slot coverage if you need him to, mm-hmm. and you go like dime or you just have like quarters coverage. You know what I mean? He's got some other things that you can do, but also then you can shift maybe Kendall Fuller into the slot when when all three of them are on the field. That's just yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I mean, now the one thing I was thinking was could you know in people's minds and maybe not Walter football, they're not thinking like this. I can't imagine, right? But are they? You know. I guess the one justification I can provide for it is Cameron Curl is going into the final year of his rookie deal. Um, We think they're going to be able to get an extension done, but we don't know. Uh, Who knows how much money he's going to want for a versatile switchblade. And also Bobby McCain, I believe, is going into the last year of his deal uh, after re-signing on a two-year deal last offseason. So I guess that would be, you know, and you mentioned Defoe. I mean, clearly he would be one replacement. And, of course, Jeremy Reeves and so on. And, so, and, and maybe we're doing too many roster puzzling pieces. But yeah. this is how you have to think almost in the NFL. We have to think a year ahead. Um, True. And, and, and maybe that would be the thought process in taking somebody like this. But other than that, I agree with you. And even if you want to argue, well, he can play from the slot branch right away. Well, I would argue that Danny Johnson earned quite honestly that yeah. slot position down the stretch 
And you mentioned Benjamin St. Juice, who 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 spent the entire offseason there and mm-hmm. went from slot corner to outside corner because William Jackson the third was A injured and B so bad that mm-hmm. they had to kind of reverse that. And again, Danny Johnson emerged after Wild Goose kind of struggled. So to me, I like I think they already kind of have the answer there. Uh, and, yeah. and 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 I could make a further argument that even though they need corner depth for at least one more year between Kendall Fuller and Benjamin St. Juice and Danny Johnson and whatever else you add to the mix, that corner is not a pressing need. Is it a need? Yes. I don't know if it's a first-round pressing need like some others yeah. think. Especially in the slot. I mean, to be quite honest, you've got more depth in the slot. Uh, than you do out on the outside. And mm-hmm. if, and again, if you, I mean, Joey Porter Jr., Christian Gonzalez, uh, and and uh, Devin Witherspoon are all still available when Walter Sports, Walter Football takes uh, branch for, for the commanders. And to me, you take any of those three guys, you immediately have a potential starting prospect for an outside corner position, and now you have a new starting right. slot defender in either Kendall Fuller or Bobby McCain with Danny Johnson still in there. And, oh, by the way, in a pinch, if you need to shift Benjamin St. Juice inside, you go ahead and do it, and you get another year with Christian Holmes as a special teams guy, develop him uh, even more. And by the way, Percy Butler also played Buffalo Nickel in the slot and did a pretty good job. Like, if there, there are some holes in this commander's team. I just don't think uh, slot defender uh, is 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 it. But uh, there's some other picks here, too, that we got to get to. Uh, Chris, number 47 overall, their second-round pick. He does have the commander. They have the commanders taking Osiris Torrance, mm-hmm. guard out of Florida. Uh, saying, quote, the commanders need to address the interior of their offensive line, which has been a big liability this year, say less. Osiris Torrance is a huge interior blocker with surprising athleticism. So if they don't get their linemen in the first round, they apparently come back in the second round and get Osiris Torrance. I'm going to tell you this. Osiris Torrance doesn't make it outside the top 40 picks. Mm, Okay, that's a good little nugget. I was going to say, I don't have a full file yet on Osiris Torrance like you do, so I'm going to leave that to the expert. But I would just say this. If... If a body type like this, an athletic guard, is available at 47, you absolutely hop on it. Because as we talked about last week in our who's staying, who's going, I mean, it's possible they could cut Chase Woolier. It's possible Tyler Lawrence, uh, Larson doesn't come back, and both are always injured. We know Sadiq Charles hasn't fully developed. Trey Turner is likely not to come back. Andrew Norwell might not be coming back, so they need help in a big-time way. And that becomes a best available player, best body type, what have you, fitting a need. And certainly if you went corner, which again, both of us kind of, at least in this projection, disagree with if you went mm. corner as opposed to guard or left tackle or something like that you would almost have to have to go interior offensive line with the 47th yeah. pick and maybe you do have to trade up like you said into the top 40 if you like a guy like osiris yeah and again this 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 mock draft ends at the currently set third round which is number 95 the philadelphia eagles uh which apparently walter football thinks the eagles are gonna win the super bowl over the Kansas <laughs> chiefs um so that is where it ends. So we don't get to see the commander's third round pick, which is expected to be number 97 or so based on over the caps projections like you covered last week, Chris. Um, if I were sitting at 97, to be quite honest with you, and 93 came up, the Carolina Panthers, 93rd overall pick, and linebacker Amari Bernie from Florida, and defensive end Zach Harrison out of Ohio State, and wide receiver Josh Downs out of North Carolina, we're still on the board. Those are the last three picks in this mock. I would trade up to number nine. I would call the Carolina Panthers and say, give me your pick. What do you need for it? And I would honestly probably take Zach Harrison over 
Bernie, but potentially Bernie and Josh Downs. To be quite honest with you, the only reason I'm really considering a wide receiver in this position in the third round is because he's got a connection with Sam Howell. And because if I'm really serious about him being my number one guy, let's give him some more of comfort, comfort, familiarity. But also, Josh Downs is one hell of a good receiver. And, mm-hmm. and, and we see in this league, you can never go uh, with without too many receivers. You're one Curtis Samuel or one Jahan Dotson hamstring away from needing your fourth receiver. And if you can go into camp with that either being Deami Brown or Josh Downs or hopefully Cam Sims, right. you've got a really good problem on your hands. And let, let's be honest real quick. The reason why you would go up for Zach Harrison is because you need another fellow Harrison in the room. Uh, because he's a Harrison. He's a Buckeye. And he's an edge rusher coming out of a four three defense. Come, I mean, come on. Can we get any and, more commanders necessary than that guy right there? <laughs> All right. For me, uh, if they go corner uh, again, we discussed that and interior guard, they have to go offensive tackle in this spot. Again, mm-hmm. name your offensive tackle. You suggested maybe a Blake Freeland uh, from BYU. I have no idea who would be out there. You got to go offensive tackle because they need offensive tackle and interior offensive lineman more than anything else, more than corner. Uh, corner, quarterback, tight end, what have you. They need it all. All right, coming up next, a fan-driven commander style mock draft on this mock draft Monday. But first, today's episode, Locked on Commanders, is brought to you by FanDuel. Guys, it's time for the big game. That's right. We're two weeks away from settling it all in the desert. We're really excited, too, about our new sports betting partner, for Locked On because they are the number one sportsbook in America and they simply are FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. Uh, so many great features. And right now you can get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Locked On. They have all your favorite Bets from props, single game, uh, same game parlays, and all on an app that's safe, secure, and easy to use. So place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, wrapping up this Mock Draft Monday with a Commanders fan submitted mock draft. Chris, we're going to throw it up here on the screen for all those in YouTube land. For those in audio land, don't worry, we're going to read through this for you. And this is via at GQ underscore Kells. That's Kells with a K and four Zs. Um, DM this to us. And, and here's his mock draft. He's got uh, tackle Broderick Jones from the Georgia Bulldogs going with number 16 overall. There are no trades in this mock draft, by mm-hmm. the way. Uh, mm-hmm. Second round, number 47 overall, Eli Ricks out of Alabama. The cornerback joins the commander's center, Luke Weipler or Whipler. I'm honestly uh, surprised. I don't know how to say his name. To be honest with you, Ohio State Buckeye center. Um, it's escaping me, and I can't uh, figure out which way to go on I that think one, it's so I apologize. I'm, I'm pretty uh, – see, I was going to say Whipler. So, yeah, maybe okay. uh, I'm just I'm just all, all – Maybe fucked, I'm wrong. Fluctuated here yeah. is, is what I said. Round four, we've got – 
<laughs> Owen Popoe. Uh, you know what? I'm convinced Kells just wanted to hear me say all these names. <laughs> um, linebacker out of Auburn. We got another linebacker round five. Henry 2020 uh, out of Alabama, who I get to see at the Senior Bowl. Tight end Luke Schoonmaker, Schoonmaker from Michigan. Man, like you guys, you guys set me up on this one. Round six, <laughs> tight end out of Michigan. Round seven, the safety, Jaden Woodbay out of Boston College. And then Jared Hall. There we go. There's a good one. Quarterback out of BYU. Whew. Going in the seventh round. Guys, give me give me some easier names here. Ohio right. State, my Ohio State guy is the one that threw me. But Chris. I'm gonna uh, help. I'm gonna help you out here because here? I, I'm gonna help you out here because I was just gonna say before we get into this, I couldn't have done. I, I would have done worse. So you know, I'm just. I, I'm just gonna say, like this is something Pete and I talk about on the radio show all the time. Pete's like, you know, Mister Play by Play guy. So he's like, I've got to pronounce every name right, and I'm like, however the hell you say that guy's name, I'll figure it out at some yeah. point. But Listen, you get the point. Full it's disclosure: about the player, not the name. The NFLPA does put out a pronunciation guide during the draft season. It has not come out yet. So give me a little bit of a break here. That has not come out yet. We will learn all these guys' names. Unfortunately, this is not locked on Auburn or apparently locked on Buckeyes. I can't believe I (laughs) I messed up my own Buckeyes guy's name. But, you know, so there's no excuse there. But, Chris, what what are your overall thoughts on this mock? Yeah. All right. So here's the deal. I mean, obviously, Broderick Jones' name we've discussed. Kuiper projecting him. That's the name that I settled on last week when we did our exercise, our first mock simulation, right? So obviously, I can't sit here and say, oh, terrible pick, bad idea. Now, Pro Football Focus did give the grade of a C-. minus. That's not encouraging. But again... They also hammered the commanders for taking Jahan Dotson, who I believe they had ranked as their number 55 overall player, who, of course, went 16 to the commanders. And clearly they were wrong um, based on an initial rookie season. Now, um, they do get better picks for the second and third round pick uh, and really the rest. Uh, uh, well, I, I shouldn't say the rest of the draft, uh, but Rick's the corner from Alabama. Uh, the center from Ohio State, who I've heard a lot of really, I mean, listen, you go to Ohio State, you're part of that offense, you better damn well be able to be good in run blocking and hold up and pass. You know, some people yeah. think he's the number one center in the game. That grade got an A minus, according to PFF. Um, yeah. And really, uh, the the 2-0 pick from Alabama, again, the linebacker, which they certainly need because they got a bunch of free agents, as we discussed last week, gets a B plus. Most of their picks outside of, again, Broderick, jo- Broderick Jones is is the lowest graded pick by PFF on our on, on on this mock draft fan simulation. So yeah, I don't know if that tells you anything. I, I, uh, like, it's because PFF grades. I mean, it's a computer grade. You know what I mean? Right. And it's graded based off of their overall big board ranking. Basically, they took Broderick Jones eight picks before their overall value. It you know I I wouldn't pay too much attention to that. I like I like this I like this draft. Um, and I can tell you that. Ohio State had some issues this year, but center was not uh, certainly one of mm-hmm. the bigger ones. Um, Schoonmaker, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed because he was actually originally supposed to go to the Senior Bowl. He's now at the East-West Shrine game, which is fine, but I was kind of looking forward to seeing what he might do because he kind of reminds me of Noah Gray of the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know how many people know him, but coming out of Duke, he went to the Senior Bowl, and when I watched him, looked like a guy who had all the, the mechanics and all the tools, but he definitely needed the right scheme, right system, right coach to really unlock all of it. And that was going to be the key is that he fall into the right situation. I think Schoonmaker is very similar. And so again, not, he's not Travis Kelsey. He's not a Zach Ertz, right? But he's a serviceable guy. Maybe a cam break could block a little bit, can catch a little bit. And in the right system, right scheme, right situation could become a contributor more than anybody would expect it to the way that Noah Gray has for the Kansas city chiefs and some, some, some key moments. Uh, And then look, going quarterback in the seventh round. I love it. I mean, 
take a chance on an arm, take a chance on a kid. You know what I mean? Go out there and, and see what you can develop uh, out of them. So, yeah, I, I like the draft. I wouldn't be mad at all if this is what uh, the commanders came away with on draft night, assuming that Cole Holcomb's not back. If Cole Holcomb is back, then either that fourth or fifth round pick needs to go elsewhere other than linebacker. But given what they have right now, at, you know, I'm not, I, don't, I don't hate the two two linebackers back to back. Uh, I would even say that they, whether Cole Holcomb's back or not, that they need to fortify that position because, as we've Fair discussed, enough. Cole Holcomb, A, on an expir- expiring contract, which they would know at that point, uh, B, he's always injured, or he's got a lot of injuries, or he's had a lot of injuries. So that is uh, a concern there for me. All right, good mock draft there. Uh, thanks to at uh, GQ underscore Kez with a lot of Zs. We appreciate you. If you want to submit a mock draft, if you want to submit any questions or any ideas, things you want us to talk about, by all means, hit us up on DM at LO Commanders. But that is going to do it for this Mock Draft Monday edition of the Locked On Commanders podcast. We thank you for making us your first listen and watch of the day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day for your second listen and watch, check out the Locked On NFL podcast, bringing you the local insights you love to the national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. All right, coming up uh, this week, David will be at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. Make sure you're checking him out on Twitter. Make sure you're checking him out on Commander Country, part of SI.com's Fan Nation. Uh, he'll be eating lots of good barbecue, I hope. Uh, I'll be very disappointed if he doesn't. I, I care more about that than perhaps uh, a sixth-round linebacker, but <laughs> that's just me being uh, – too much a fan of food. Uh, But David will be there, and he will uh, be with us from Mobile, Alabama. Of course, uh, part of the Senior Bowl. And check out all the Senior Bowl coverage as part of Locked On Podcast. Uh, If you want to join in, again, LockedOnWashingtonCommanders at gmail.com or again on the DMs at LO Commanders. So for David Harrison, we wish a very safe trip to Again, check him out, uh, SI.com's Fan Nation and Commander Country. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Her Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Thank you for watching. Thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.